Hello and welcome to episode 40 something. I don't know. We're, 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 we're pretty high up there now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. I'm past care. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are listening to two very not happy boys. Uh, the last time you were listening to us, we were all very nice and cheery about the prospect of WrestleMania, wow. and now the world is fucking ruined life has changed drastically in the last two weeks yeah it's it's not going well but anyway this is shoots and ladders wrestling and i am aj and i am rob um we we say obviously this is a a wrestling podcast um in the current climate of the world i think it's going to be very difficult to keep a conversation away from the coronavirus it is literally impossible especially given what's happened with wrestling in the last week Um, or two we're going to try and keep it as wrestling centric as possible however Pre-warning that we may segue in, in just There's going to be some into, time, yeah. into to different things. It's inevitable. Um, but I mean, uh, as far as wrestling goes, my like it's. Where do you even begin? Yeah, it's wrestling's in a completely different place now to what it was like two weeks. Ago. Yep. Like to think that it was only like two two weeks ago. Like I know, not even that. So, like um, it's wild. Like like honestly, like what last last Wednesday or something. Like it was the NXT First PC, uh, yeah, yeah NXT with fans at the performance center, EW doing of a big crowd and things like that, and yeah. yeah, so like what eight days ago, yeah, and um, I mean a lot has changed. Obviously now WrestleMania is, um, it, it it's it's got it's undergone another change actually, hasn't it? It it's, was going to emanate <laughs> from the performance center with no crowd. Yeah, now it's emanating across two days in two different locations. Um. Um, two different locations. I heard multiple locations, but I think that's a bit hazy at the moment. Let's say. Yeah. I, um, I believe the Gronk will be on SmackDown to explain it further. I believe. Well, that's that's good. I mean, we've it's it's clear as mud at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, we, uh, similar to basically everything, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, what. <laughs> I think that the, the initial worry that I had when they announced that WrestleMania was was going to be from the performance center, um, one, great, fine, okay, safety above all else. Sure. Um, but two, I personally maybe would have preferred um, them to just delay WrestleMania completely. Um, on that uh, on that side subject there. I was reading today on Twitter, apparently despite all this news of moving it elsewhere in two nights and blah, 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 apparently there is still some hope within amongst the wrestlers that it does end up getting postponed due to backlash. Which is good, fine. I think the event itself should be postponed. However, the matches that they have planned for WrestleMania, I think, should go ahead on different dates. So I think, you know, the Raw, that would be... The Raw after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. maybe have Drew versus Brock, and then the SmackDown maybe have Goldberg versus Roman. Mm-hmm. Like I think maybe do it that way so that you are actually tying up the storylines and the angles, so that yeah, you're not yeah, having yeah. to stretch them out. Well, then actually pushing the event of WrestleMania back um, to a later date would be fine, and then you know maybe you can do like do a Great Royal Rumble in Saudi. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins that gets the title shot at WrestleMania at su- in the summer. Like, I think that's yeah. Um, you know, if things like like I think personally, it it just works better for everyone involved because you know you know yourself as as well as as everyone knows that that a lot of the magic of WrestleMania comes from the, the energy of the crowd, yeah, the size yeah, yeah. of the crowd, the mm-hmm. spectacle of the whole thing. Having that at the performance center with nobody there, like you imagine, like Drew 
Drew beats Brock to like no ovation whatsoever, and it's yeah, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody sat at home like, yes, Drew won, but <laughs> like like Drew's in tears in the ring and stuff like that, and everyone's just like, all oh, right, okay, he's, yeah, he's crying to himself, yeah, like, yeah, and like it, it brought up some concerns for me as far as booking goes as well. Like I think going into WrestleMania, the way that people are reacting to Drew, the way people are reacting to Brock, I think. It seemed very set in stone that Drew was going to dethrone Brock. Um, and I think that one of the reasons was because of the way people are reacting to Brock and Goldberg being champion at the same time. Yeah. I think, um, however, with a movement to the Performance Centre, with uh, less chance of there being a crowd backlash, there was potential that Brock could actually retain over Drew mm-hmm. because... You know, Vince does what Vince wants, and there's no potential of the crowd shitting all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was something that I was kind of like, oh, actually, that's. I'm, it I'm could not... potentially happen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it could just throw everything like out out in the wild, pretty much. But like, I, I don't know how they're gonna work if like I like WrestleMania as it is now. It's gonna be really, it's gonna be really strangely put together. Yeah. And I haven't. WWE with the no crowd shows as well in the last like last week or so have been it's been a very mixed bag. Yeah. So I don't know how a full big event, well not just a big event, the biggest event yeah, yeah. will actually work because WWE haven't exactly somebody made the point, they could do it in the way that they could pre record matches and nobody would fucking know. Yeah. Uh, which is totally true. Um yeah, so I don't know how a it's, big massive event's gonna work based it's on what been I've seen. more it's been more intriguing than entertaining. Yeah, And what absolutely. I mean by that is that people are, are watching because it's such a, a alien concept of mm-hmm. wrestling in front of nobody. Like, from my knowledge, um, as far as WWE goes, it's only happened once before and it was halftime heat in 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they had the one match of Mankind versus The Rock. Um, in basically what was a street fight with no crowd, like, that was good. Yeah. And it was a new concept to have a whole weekly show in that setup. It just it's it's interesting, but it's it it doesn't it wrestling is at its best when it's feeding off the energy of the crowd, and when you don't have a crowd energy to feed on, what do you have? You have a formula that is very plain and boring and. I think the longer that this drags out, the the more pe- bored people are going to get of wrestling. Yeah, and for me as well, WWE aren't presenting it in the best way. And um, we'll compare WWE and AEW in a couple of moments about it. But um, WWE haven't really presented it in the best way either. Because as I, I've watched both the empty SmackDown and the empty Raw, um, well, I watch most of the empty Raw anyway. Um, empty SmackDown. They just put on a replay of the Elimination Chamber match from like six days before, whatever. Yeah. Which, to be fair, like, I hated because I was expecting like some genuine excitement. And then there's like, he's a forty-five minute replay of something you watched five days ago. Yeah. Cool. And then on Raw, he replays the Royal Rumble, and fuck me, that felt like it lasted for like for the whole three hours. <laughs> like it was really long. Like. Don't get me wrong, I've watched it like three times since this actually happened in January, mm-hmm. so that's kind of on me, but at the same time, like, uh, it, it, it was just filler, and it was just like, I think I get it, but like, ugh. I think part of the problem with that, um, why maybe it's why they're doing it, is I think 
kind of like every workplace at the moment, they're probably running on a very low workforce. That is true. Um, that is true. I, th- I mean, has Drew been on TV this week? No. No. Um, TV on Raw this week was Edge, uh, Stone Cold, Becky, The Street Profits, uh, but The Street Profits only came out after. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rey Mysterio and Andrade, Asker on commentary, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and oh, there was somebody else as well. There was like a third legend. I can't remember who it was. Um, Undertaker. That's Undertaker right. Undertaker, Undertaker and AJ. How could we forget the Undertaker? Oh. Uh, but the Undertaker wasn't there. I mean, sorry, no. Um, AJ wasn't there. He was backstage. Yes, supposedly. Um. So you know, maybe the the problem that we're having is obviously with the situation. Maybe a lot of the the superstars are actually isolating and they're concerned yeah. that they're going to get it. So maybe. That's why WrestleMania is sort of up in the air still because are they going to be able to fulfil it? Yeah, it's a combination of that and then kind of wondering is it that or is it just a lack of creativity from WWE? Well, well, they're just going just like okay, I have no idea what we're doing. Just um, okay, this you go out there or something. We'll yeah. fill this with that and because all the that. people that they have like um, obviously the Undertaker and Edge. You can't send them out and roll and be like, right, guys, go do an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, ten years ago, they probably could have. Yeah. But I think um, when you've got somebody like, um, you know, if they brought in, like, Gargano um, and Finn and something like that, and then being right, like, right, you go out and do an hour, that would be fine. Yeah, well, something but which... They've, is... got, they've got three hours to cover, yeah. and when you've got maybe a roster of maybe 15 people because the rest of them are self-isolating... Mm-hmm. What can you do? Well, so much kind of bug, so much kind of bugged me about SmackDown last night, uh, last week. Sorry, the um, like they done, like they set up in a backstage segment, Daniel Bryan against Cesaro, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this could uh, this could be interesting. They don't have anything else going. They're going to give them time, and they didn't give yes, them time. Uh, really. Yeah, I remember you saying uh, they give them it was maybe like. How long was it? It was about 10 minutes. About 5 10 minutes, yeah, and it kind of ended in a hokey way where everyone on the ringside got, yeah. got involved. And then they replayed the 45 minute chamber, like. Yeah, because, like, obviously Cesaro's allied with Zayn and Nakamura, and Brian's allied with Gulak at the minute. Yeah. Um. So everyone just, like, it was like an okay match, like, just whatever. It was, like, very formulaic WWE match. Yeah. Uh, which just ended in a mass brawl. And I was like, you could have just let them, you could have just went. Okay, you've got half an hour. Do what the fuck you want. Yeah, which would make sense, but when did WWE ever do yeah, things that make sense? It, it just, it, just, it felt like a shame and a bit of a missed opportunity. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, I know WWE missed opportunities, but like, I suppose on the bright side, well, WWE has actually, there has been a couple of, um, there's been a couple of MVPs from the Empty Show shows. Um, Triple H on commentary on SmackDown. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, totally ad libbed, and he wasn't even meant to be there the whole show, but due to the positive reaction he got, he stayed for the whole show. Oh, good. Um, uh, did you watch uh, the SmackDown highlights of Triple H was winding up calling? I didn't. I tried to watch the episode. Like I was, I planned on watching the whole episode, mm-hmm. but for some reasons, uh, BT are fucking shitter putting it up on the <laughs> right, on the PlayStation okay. app. Uh-huh. Um, so I was just like, I was literally trying all weekend. I got it on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and I was like, right, I'll watch it when I like. I beat me grads on Sunday. I was like, right, I'm gonna watch SmackDown. Still not fucking on. <laughs> it's on the phone app, but it's not on the not PlayStation. The, right. So I was like, yeah. fuck's sake. So I've just left it. It's probably on now, but like at this point, I don't fucking yeah. care. Yeah, and so I mean, Triple H was really good. He spent the whole time taking the piss out of Cole. He drew a goatee on him and things like that. <laughs> and 
And like, and then there was a, <laughs> then there was a bit where Mojo was out on the commentary table. He was like saying that um, Gro- uh, said Rob Gronkowski's gonna be on SmackDown next week. Yeah. Um. Then there was a bit where where, where Triple H was like shoving Cole, like saying, "Are you hyped, Cole? Are you hyped, Cole? Are you hyped?" <laughs> 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 and like then Mojo obviously joins in and starts like throttling Cole and things yeah, like yeah. that and like that was really good um, Asuka another MVP she, yeah, was, she's been funny. fantastic I was literally just going to say let's talk about Asuka a little bit she was on Smackdown first as well let's not say she's yes she, she, like she came out slammed Alexa Bliss into the stairs and done a dance which has been gift and meme for days yeah um, <laughs> I just have no idea what the fuck that was about. But okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just Asuka doing Asuka things. And then on Raw, she came out for commentary on a match she has nothing to do with. Yeah, Mysterio against Andrade. Like, everyone's like, why? Do you know what? Right, I'm gonna give a little theory on that. Okay. Um. So because you know, I've just said about people being in self isolation. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the only other person that was in on the raw roster, who was there that Asuka could have maybe worked with mm-hmm. is Becky. Yeah. Um, and they don't want to do Asuka versus Becky again. They don't want to take Becky out of the thing with Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And they have nothing for Asuka. And they need to do something to get her on TV. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, here's another women's presence. Uh, Asuka, on the latest WWE 2K20, mm-hmm. DLC provided commentary. So if you play the, the really? new, yeah, if you play oh. the the new um, the new DLC, I don't remember what it's called. Is it some woman's Android pack or something? Some, something like ridiculous. Um, if you play that, when you play the the story showcase, the commentator, the main commentator on the matches is Asuka. <laughs> really? Okay, I did not know that. Okay. Um, and I, it it got quite a positive reaction online the other day when it when they launched it. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprise everyone's there to play it to find out. Well, yeah. Um I've I've seen like little clips of it and it's quite entertaining. Um so I think they've kind of just been right. We've got nothing for you. We need another woman on the show. You're literally the only one here other than Becky. Mm-hmm. Just go out and do commentary. Like yeah. just have a good time. And literally I watched it and it was like i think I watched the highlight the 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 match video clip on on the YouTube on YouTube mm-hmm. just for, for Asuka and like she literally just fucking grunted all the way through and <laughs> made noises and said random things in Japanese and Andrade that's literally the only English I heard was Andrade and that's not even English yeah <laughs> um, and it was class I loved it so much I was just like I want to see Asuka on commentary every week just like just have like literally just like the the, um, the showcase mode mm-hmm. like literally just have like um, Asuka just commentate on our own on random matches and just make random noises yeah like it, it would just be entertaining it was honestly great and she she did get such a positive reaction as well because i was watching it live at the time so i was kind of like watching along with like wrestling twitter and things like that so yeah, yeah. Was, like she was getting such a positive reaction everyone was just going no idea why this is happening don't care love it yeah <laughs> like and that, that pretty much sums up and like i know this doesn't sound quite bad but even like even jerry the king lawless inevitable xenophobia was even relatively entertaining like <laughs> like he like he had like quite good comedic timing like with it almost like i get it in a kind of like offensive non-offensive way if you get me it's like um yeah it was like saying it's like i think that like, she was like she was like do something like i think she's speaking japanese I was like what yeah. <laughs> it still makes me um 
uncomfortable that Lawler's still on commentary like in 2020. Like, why the fuck is this still happening? I can't believe he's outlasted the bloody other two commentators you originally start with. <laughs> I, I Dio from, Madden and who was the other one? Uh, Vic Joseph, who's, oh, the, yeah, who's yeah. been... You know, I think he's been kicked to the NBA or something. Like he's Really? Working, yeah, he's, uh, I'm sure he's working the for... The NBA that's fucking suspended indefinitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I'm sure he's working as like, a commentator of like, almost like the NUFC TV version of a basketball team or something. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure, like, I don't know if he's still with WWE or not, but he's been doing that, I think, so... Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so, like, there's been a couple of positives and things like that, don't get us wrong. Um, unfortunately, Paige wasn't on SmackDown due to the... Travel issues. Yeah. Yeah. And, to be fair, she's not being advertised for this week's SmackDown, so I'm not particularly hopeful. Yeah. I wonder what the purpose of Paige being on was. Yeah, that's an interesting thought I wanted to talk about, because, um... Personally, I don't think they would have had a sort of step up to heel Bailey mm-hmm. without having some sort of physical involvement. Yeah. Uh, I know that probably sounds very hopeful for me because you, obviously you know that I'm a big Page fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I don't think they would sort of advertise her in the way that they did, and you know Page saying that she was going to shut Bailey up and everything like that without having her do some sort of physical involvement. Mm-hmm. And you know there's always been this, these these medical breakthroughs with Daniel Bryan and Edge mm-hmm. and them being able to return to the ring. Obviously, the next one on the list at that point is basically Paige. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tyson Kidd. Yeah, Tyson. Well, I think Tyson Kidd's probably next on the list after Paige, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, like, I just feel like... This would be a good time to get her back, and if if she can come back, and if they've done some sort of miracle work that's able to bring her back, like this would be a great time to have her back mm-hmm. because now the women's revolution is like it's the women's revolution's gone and done. Now the women are like they're just there now, the, in the, the nicest way possible. They're just there. The pretty much front and center. Becky is still mm-hmm. the absolute face of the company. The women's matches are still like part of the biggest one of the bigger parts of the show mm-hmm. um and obviously like people don't think it like people point at aj lee and the bella twins and everything else but really the the one that really started that was Paige. Mm. like her signing um for wwe in 2014 i think it was um you know it would have been earlier than that 2012 i think mm. um was like a sign of things to come in that she wasn't the type of person that they usually signed. Yes. Um, and obviously it's all documented in the film and, and various other parts of fiction. Um, and as I say, it's sort of documentary <laughs> in the film. Um, but it's like, I feel that her coming in, coming in when the, the division is as hot as it is um, would kind of be um, like just a nice full circle type thing for her yeah um i agree i don't think that was going to be the direction though in my personal opinion i've not read anything no no of course no and i am my opinion i don't nobody think... knows any of the yeah um i think yeah no one's actually said much about it um i personally think um she wouldn't have been making a physical return purely because about a week earlier or something she had a surgery on yes. a, yeah, yeah, on yeah, a yeah. cyst um, I think she would have been a mouthpiece to bring back the returning Nia, Nia Jax. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thought on it. I thought of that as well. Um, I, I don't know why. Um, I know Nia's been very active on 
on Twitter recently about she's been cleared for last month or so apparently yeah yeah um, however I, I was more under the impression that it will be a night after mania type deal mm-hmm. uh, a Raw after mania or a Smackdown after mania deal um, obviously I think that's like out the window now um, but yeah I think that is was probably a, a good role as well good call mm-hmm. um, I would have liked to have seen that as well because like as much as I shit on Nia Jax a lot and mm-hmm. will continue to do so because she's still fucking crap. Um, <laughs> she just she brings like she's just something different for the division. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. like she's like there's only one Nia Jax. There's mm-hmm. there's no, there's nobody else like it in the company that can do what she does in the way that she does it. To mean but much worse and much older. <laughs> um, isn't Tamina way older? That's what I'm saying. Look. Like so, so, so Tamina could do something similar, but she would do it much worse. Oh much, yeah, yeah, she'd yeah. Be much older right, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, even uh, Tamina, I don't know. She's just shit. Like, she feels bad. Like. She she doesn't really have the unique selling point that Nia Jax does. She's that is shit. true. That is true. I agree with that. Um, and she's not as glamorous as Nia Jax as well. It's like, oh, she's a, like, but like, she's not like most girls. She's glamorous and big, and at the same time, yeah. What? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah it would just it would be nice to see her back and mm. to it would give another like element to the division and like I mean her going on Smackdown would be one thing I would I would kind of like to see her on Raw so that maybe it's another sort of different type of opponent for Becky because mm. Becky's never really had that like Becky's had very much samey feud since she won the belts at last Wrestlemania mm-hmm. like nothing sort of she had the Lacey Evans feud that went on for like three whole years yeah um, and like the, did she do was, did she work Sasha for a bit briefly I yeah, think yeah she did Sasha Absolutely, came yeah. back and mm-hmm. she she batted Becky with the chair didn't she yes um, Tom they had they Tom held in the cell didn't they yeah talking about that talking about that Lacey feud lasting forever like that feud lasted longer than the last week like holy jeez <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um so it would be like a new different style of opponent for Becky to work. Whereas like you put her in against Bailey and like Bailey's already done pretty much everything she can do with Nia Jax. Like if you remember, Yeah, like, that's very true actually, uh, yeah. WrestleMania thirty three I think was a big thing for Nia Jax going into WrestleMania mm-hmm. again. I think it was it was it a fatal four way? There was Bailey, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss. And somebody else. I can't remember. I'm just thinking of the NXT stuff they've done, obviously, and all that. Yeah, all that yeah, thing. with the whole neck lock for an hour. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it would be it would be just something new and different for Becky. I would prefer that rather than seeing Bailey versus Nia Jax again. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's Whereas fair. I think Bailey versus Paige has a better selling point, but obviously we don't know if that's possible at all yeah so. I, I don't think it is quite yet to yeah. be to be totally honest oh no no yeah that's fine um jeff hardy returned as well on the smackdown oh yeah yeah a bit, bit of a damn squib of a return to be fair but um obviously jeff I... jeff's very crowd heavy and yeah. he was kind of caught in the like doing doing things to, like amp up the crowd and things like that and it's like there's no yeah. one there jeff <laughs> other than his return at wrestlemania 33 i think Pretty much every Jeff Hardy return ever has been a damn squib. Mm. Yeah, he's um, 
and I commented to you at the time, like when I was when I was watching the match as well. He's kind of working like he's old now as well, which it is what it is. He is old. Yeah. Like you know, and he's obviously been through a hell of a lot. Like is physically, he's, oh, he's shot to shit. Isn't he, really? he must be like he absolutely must be, like yeah, like he honestly must be. But he's kind of like starting to show it now, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. And like when he's when he's done the swanton to he beat King Corbin. Um, and when he done the swanton onto him, and it, like it looked like it really hurt him. <laughs> and I don't know, like uh, he may have just been selling really good and absolutely fine afterwards, but it looked like it really fucking hurt. Yeah, probably when he landed. did. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, it's a shame. Um, but with uh, 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 WWE, the the type of employer that's gonna squeeze you for everything you're worth, really, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah. Um, just before we go on to like um, let it, let's go on, uh, we'll go on to the Wednesday night like Wednesday night as in last night's um, festivities in a couple of moments yeah yeah um, quick word though about Daniel Bryan and what he said in the podcast I believe I sent forwarded to you about probably him, I don't remember uh, um, saying he's his contract's up oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's he's going like he's wanting to go part time isn't he he's, yeah he, something you don't see too often, even from their own employees, but he put WWE math, over massive on the podcast. Yeah. Because um, he was saying WWE have already promised him six weeks um, paternity leave when um, the new baby's born. Yeah. Um, so he put WWE over massively for that, says he's incredibly grateful for it and things like that. Yeah. And then he went to say, my contract's up after, shortly after that anyway, and I want to keep wrestling, but only part-time and things like that. I think he frightened the life out of them, you know, when, obviously... Um, he was forced to retire, mm-hmm. um, and there was just all of the talk of him going elsewhere mm-hmm. um, and wrestling elsewhere because he wasn't cleared. Yeah, um, I think like he frightened the life out of them mm-hmm. there um, because obviously they would have lost. Like imagine him going to AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he like or just going back to Ring of Honor. It will be the biggest thing in the world. Uh, in wrestling at that, that time and I think um, him going to New Japan mm-hmm. like I think it, it just it, it was just a shock to them I think and the fact that they've now they've just kind of given him anything that he asks for yeah like like I'm not doing anything let me work with Gulak and it's yeah. like right okay fine um, obviously he had that, he obviously had a really solid run last year when he was the champion when he was um, obviously the Planets champion uh, which to be fair was was good and then it just kind of flopped a bit in favour of Kofi Mania, which, which is fine I guess. But yeah, his his return run's not been quite as electric as people thought. We never got the fire Miz feud that the people thought we were gonna get. Yeah, that was missed opportunity. Yeah, a like, missed opportunity. Ha. <laughs> so they they never pulled the trigger on that. They had them do a couple of matches, but they were literally just throwaway little things. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously done the infamous feud of Big Cass and things like that. Oh yeah. Uh, like where Cass kicked a midget and got fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, why did you get? Imagine going to the job center. What do you get fired for, sir? Kicked a midget. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you're the size of big Cass, like kicking a midget's probably just like kicking your regular size man. <laughs> <laughs> big Cass was fucking horrendous, God. Yeah. I watched a thing on the network. You know they've got them hidden gems. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. Uh, one of them just popped up the other day on the network and it was um, Ryback versus Enzo and Cass in NXT. Oh, did Ryback kill them? Like, yeah. Yeah? Uh, it, like, Ryback, it was uh, when Ryback was doing the whole uh, big guy, 
um, what was it, the Ryback rules type thing. Right, okay, uh, okay. And he'd wear the dut and the stupid leather jacket and everything like that. So that was like, well, well that was like second iteration of Ryback, wasn't it, pretty much? Yeah. Because yeah, like, the original was obviously just pure feed me more than the second iteration was more of a, he had more of an attitude. Yeah, and it was it was when he was a heel. Yeah, and what's, uh, what's his attitude more than a leather jacket? You know? Yeah, and a dot. <laughs> and a dot. Attitude. Yeah. Um, and he came out like that and he was he was shitting on the crowd and then Enzo and Cass came out. Uh, like, I don't think they were on TV at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Enzo and Cass just, like, did the shtick on them. Mm-hmm. Um, the standard stuff. Like, if I had a dime for every time I got knocked down, I would have zero dimes. <laughs> like, and I was, like, watching it and I was like, oh, you know what, I do kind of, like, miss that Enzo and Cash stick from back then. Even if they're terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Ryback just fucking murdered them and I was like, oh, I quite miss Ryback just murdering people. <laughs> Even if he's a terrible person. Yeah. He's, he's probably not a terrible person, he's just a bit... He's just a bit boring. Yeah, he's he's quite outspoken on the wrong things, really, isn't he? He is, and so like like people still think he's got an opinion, even though he hasn't wrestled in like several years. It's just like yeah. he could be wrestling. He's choosing. Did you not did to, you and, know? Like, did you know? You probably know this. I don't know. That he changed his legal name. I think I did know that. To Ryback Reeves. I believe I know so that. So that he could use the name Ryback <laughs> outside of WWE, and they couldn't sue him for it. And what the fuck's he doing with it? He's Do you know who else did that? Go on. China. I think I knew... I don't know that. It's one of the things that I kind of feel like... It's a very funny... funny, And obviously you'll know another one who did it. Mm. Warrior. True, yeah. Uh, For some reason it's a very common thing for like people who leave WWE uh, to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So so when I was watching it, I started reading up on them. Uh, Enzo and Cass don't speak anymore. Right. Uh, Enzo is going by the name Enzo. Yeah, Enzo. Um... And Big Cass is like doing fuck off. Big Cass has gained a lot of weight. He's he's had quite a lot of issues, hasn't he? Like um, he's had quite a lot, quite a few mental health issues, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then obviously had an issue of um Tommy Dreamer's promotion where he obviously collapsed backstage and things yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, and Ryback's just doing fuck all apart he's... from talking shit on a podcast. And... Yeah, <laughs> like like yeah, like, like selling protein. Yeah, like like fair enough if you're going to change your name to to Ryback Rooster so you can keep the Ryback name. Fair enough. Do fucking something with it. Like, what's the point if you're not going to do anything with it? Yeah. Like, like he's. I think he's wrestled like four or five matches since he left WWE, yeah. and one of them was like a tag match with Jerry the King Law. They're in like some like flea market in America. Yeah, like, like when I was reading like all of like his, um, out outside of WWE dates have all just been like flea market type yeah like, like, but then at mean? the same time like who the fuck's gonna which indie company is gonna go you know who the fans would love to see Ryback <laughs> <laughs> like they might have loved to have seen him in 2012 but I don't yeah, think anyone's yeah, gonna yeah. want to see it now um, like they, fu- they fucking murdered him on WWE I was the biggest mark for Ryback as well like when he first started out but he, he was fun to watch like yeah. I really liked him like and then they just killed him with the whole punk feud yeah they did they, they, they just went too quick too soon like I think it was what culture or cultaholic did a video on recently like uh, 10 times WWE booked themselves into a corner mm-hmm. and that was one of them like the Brad Maddox uh, yeah because um, Cena was going to face Punk at Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. but then Cena couldn't because he had that big tennis ball on his elbow oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the ha- Cena had to pick an opponent he picked Ryback Ryback was undefeated hot as fuck over as fuck Punk was undefeated like he was the champion he was over as fuck couldn't lose Ryback couldn't lose mm-hmm. what do you do yeah, yeah. screw Ryback Make him look like an idiot. Punk retains the title. 
Brian yeah. Buck looks strong when he's on top of the cell. He's beat up Brad Maddox and oh, it's so Do you know fun. what it reminded me of when they did that? Can you remember when, um, I think it was SummerSlam 94, um, Lex Luger versus Yokozuna? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah might have yeah. been SummerSlam 93, Lex Luger versus Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. And um, Yokozuna, uh, I can't remember what Lex did. He hit him with his elbow or something like that when he, had, he was supposed to have the steel plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hit him with his elbow and he got disqualified. And then... Like, oh, Yokozuna did something and got disqualified, so Lex Luger technically won the match, but because Yokozuna, because Lex Luger was standing tall, yeah, yeah. like, there was, like, confetti, and, like, he was waving, <laughs> oh, yeah. he was waving, like, the American flag, yeah. and everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Yoko was still champion, what? <laughs> Final, he won, he defeated the evil Japanese man. <laughs> Who's actually Samoan. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was, uh, I forget what we were talking about. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Daniel Bryan, he's like, going to be out of contract, he says, still wants to wrestle part-time. You'd imagine it's just going to be, like, really low-key. He gets a thick contract from WWE, comes and does a feud once a year or something, and then goes away again. Crown Jewel! Woo! Yeah, like, I mean, you'd imagine that's probably the route he's going to go. Daniel Bryan versus Sting! Because, <laughs> like, you, you, you think it's going to go that way, because, like, I know the, I know we'll inevitably get the W chatter and things like that, and the New yeah. Japan chatter and whatever else, but... I, at that stage in his life, Brian probably can't even be asked to do that. So he'll probably just be like, Brian, give us a fake check, I'll turn up once a month with that, and the rest of the time he's going to go and be a dad somewhere. You know? Well, good for him. Like, like, uh, you know what? what? He's yeah. got everything he can from wrestling. Yeah. Like, he's got, you know, he did the whole underdog champion, got the big WrestleMania moment, then he actually had a really good championship run mm-hmm. much later on, yeah. where he was actually deserving to be in that spot. Um, and then he put over Kofi and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so like best way. You know, it's not his fault that WWE fucking shafted it. Um, but um, he's gotten everything he can from the business, really. Like yeah, and he's another one of them guys in that like W like Daniel Bryan doesn't need WWE. WWE needs Daniel Bryan, and I'm mm. sure we've said that before on here. So good for him for for getting what he can from getting him. paid. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I imagine that's where it'll go. It'll, it will be quite interesting if he does decide to do something else, but honestly, with a combination of him putting WWE over in the podcast and then wanting to go part-time, that's probably where it'll do, yeah. which is absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. Works for Brock, works for Goldberg. Why can't it work for a modern-day person like that and Daniel Bryan? So, yeah, yeah. fine with me. So, um, talk to me about AEW, because... Well, the whole... Uh, I'm, I'm going to avoid AEW just for the moment, because I want to do... The negative, which I'm going to go with NXT, oh, and no. the positive, which is WWE. Are you aware of what NXT done last night? Uh, I I read it this morning. Other than um, very little, but um, yeah, I, like I just forget things very easily. Yes. Yeah, so so um, I, was it? It was a replay of several it, things. Several things. It was like a greatest moment or something, wasn't it? Essentially what it was, um, the first hour was dedicated purely to the Gargano-Champa feud. Right. And for when it first started, so they replayed the first Cruiserweight Classic match. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they replayed um, one, of the, one of the many matches they had to take over. Right. Um, they, they essentially brought up, the, like, they've done bits of the camera and things like that. Um, and they've, like, talked about, like, how they were essentially brought in as enhancement talents and things like that. And they worked their way up and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, nice like, story. It is, but it went on for an hour. Um, no actual new footage or anything interesting came from it. it just went from on for an hour, which 
just like whatever. Um, like I said, they filmed absolutely nothing new for NXT or anything like that. But apparently, um, there was re- apparently they didn't actually finish the show until about fifteen minutes before it went on the air, which I don't understand how. With like right. if you if you're just taping together old footage, how? Yeah. But yeah, apparently the show was still very much up in the air at fifteen minutes, like just wow. before it started. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, the first hour was dedicated to Gargano Champa. Um, second hour was mostly Finn. Um, okay. They done a bit on Finn, like where they talked about his NXT ring and things like that, and then he went to the main roster as the number one draft pick. So he was amazing, blah blah blah. Then he he wasn't the number one draft pick. Seth Rollins was the number one <laughs> draft pick. He was actually number three. He was a first round draft pick. <laughs> a first round draft pick. Okay, that's my bad. I remember um, watching that live and being over the fucking moon. Yeah, I actually do as well. And then he was like, oh, no, they're going to ruin him. Then they made him champion. And you're like, oh, they're not going to ruin him. Oh, he's injured. He's injured. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they're talking about him. He went to the main roster. He won the belt. And then he got injured. And then he became a loser, essentially. Like, they pretty much, like, called him a loser, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so he went back to NXT. That was a bit of a negative, or perceived as a negative online, that they called Gargano and Champa enhancement talent, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they called Balor a loser on the main roster, which both are technically true, but do we probably shouldn't be saying no, it out, saying it out loud? Um, because technically, it's their fault that he's a fucking loser. Yeah, like they ruined him, mm-hmm. not him. Yeah, like, that's fair. So yeah, they did a bit on Balor. Then obviously, they led into the whole future Walter feud and things like that. Yeah. Um. So that's fine. And they used to talk about what plans plans are on NXT, another bit of camera things like that. Yeah. And then I think they've done another bit on um, Rhea. Um, like done a video feature on Ray Ripley. Right. Um, like talking about how when she was in the first May Young Classic, she was like just this young, basic looking lassie who wanted to be like Charlotte Flair and things like that, and yeah. didn't like didn't know who she was yet or anything like that. Um, and then obviously she became what she is now, the Nightmare. And... Done rip off. <laughs> Arguably, it's um yeah so so yeah it was just a whole like video package thing so NXT pretty much gave up the week to AEW straight off the bat yeah like no matches no nothing new they or seem to like have that. not cared about the ratings like I say war but you know uh, yeah the battle to be less shit than the other <laughs> the other team yeah um yeah so any so NXT pretty much just gave up the week straight off the bat just a load of video packages and things like that just like whatever and they didn't. They were essentially hyping up matches that they now don't know where it's going to, when when they're going to happen. Yeah, which is a bit strange. Um, anyway, EW that was a very busy show last night. Yeah. Um, first thing out, first the exalted one is Luke Harper. Like, does it get more anticlimactic than that? Like, I know, eh. so, I know some people loved it, but like, you've got a guy that you've been told to joke for fucking ten years, and you're bringing him in as a fucking big deal. Yeah, it's a curious one. It would be, be like if they brought in big cast as the fucking exalted <laughs> one. Yeah, but I suppose people have proof, old proof, granted, that yeah, he, like, he was good. He's got indie cred, but, mm. like... I don't know, I'm trying to think of somebody that I could compare him to, like Drew Gulak. Mm. Would they bring in Drew Gulak as the... As the exalted one. As the exalted one. Yeah. <laughs> It's a curious one because, like, I I kind of assumed it wasn't going to be Matt Hardy because they were just making it too obvious it was going to be Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Yeah, I kind of thought they would they would do it as um Christopher Daniels because he's also been talking about how there's no exalted one, the exalted one's fake, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought they would, they would do that. I'm like, oh, I'm actually the exalted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I kind of thought they would do it like that, but they didn't. 
Uh, it's Luke Harper. Um, or Brody Lee's now known as. Obviously, yeah. his old Indian name. I'm still going to call him Luke Harper for a while. That's that's absolutely fine. Um, I never watched him on the Indies, so like I have. <laughs> he is Luke Harper to you, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so like he done like a promo at the start. Um, then then he called Christopher Daniels just another old man who thinks uh, who's out of touch. And we're obviously heavy shot at Vince. Of course. Um, they came down and throttled Daniels and. Yeah, I I pray for the day that we get a um, a, a debut of a an ex WWE guy fresh out of the WWE mm-hmm. where their debut promo in another company does not shit on Vince. <laughs> like I pray that that happens someday because that will be a miraculous day that will live long in the memory of professional wrestling. I mean that was a. <laughs> that was like Moxie's whole shtick for like six months. Yeah. Like, as soon as he left WWE, I was like, "It's full." I mean, it's deal. been it's been the case for about twenty fucking years, man. That's like, true. The Lundra Blaze coming out on Nitro and dropping the belt in the bin, mm. like fucking hell. Yeah, you 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 are completely right there. To be fair, um, it's I mean, it's pops and marks, doesn't it? Oh yeah, all the others literally. Oh, God, is. Right. There was nobody there to pop last night, but <laughs> oh no, they had crowd members. Did they? Oh, it was the. Staff wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They had um, they had uh, Ty Dillinger. Um, Tully. Oh well, he would have loved it. <laughs> Ty Dillinger would have been gone mental. <laughs> you tell him, hey. <laughs> and I <laughs> uh, so they had they had him in the crowd. Because we all know he he was he was oh. he was used completely wrong in WWE. That ten gimmick should have been the biggest thing on the planet. He was. Fuck, he, he was buried. He girl. was bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Tully Blanchard with him. I'm sure he's over seventy. He shouldn't. He should be at home. Yes, he should be isolating. God damn it, Tully! What are you doing here? <laughs> um, and then the then the crowd as well. He had like MGF and um, MGF. I bet you he just sat with his face on. Pretty yeah. much. Like yeah, he was just making nothing is impressive. I hate everything. Why am I here? Let's go home. I want to isolate Burberry. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's apparently legitimately what he said. Yeah. Um, and they also had like uh, Lance Hoyt and um, Jake the Snake in the crowd. <laughs> like Jake the Snake, I'm sure was over seventy. Yeah. <laughs> so bringing in all these old men to just sit in the crowds, like you're doing it wrong, <laughs> AW. Yes, AW are completely at fault for the spread of coronavirus <laughs> in the Middle Eastern area. <laughs> Trying to kill off the older population. Yeah. God damn it. And Jake the Snake, who has a history of alcoholic and substance abuse, who will have a weakened immune system. Yes, bring him out in public, sit, sit him with people. Yes, well done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they had a little crowd going on there. Um, and they had, But they actually put on matches, though. There's that. They actually done matches. Did the, did the crowd, like, cheer and stuff as well? I believe so. Oh, I, be- oh. I, I believe the I believe the, the hammed it up. Amazing. They were like, Woo! Why don't why don't NXT and WWE do that? Why don't they just get like performance center people who aren't on TV to just go out and pose as crowd members, like and just like spread them out across the crowd and stuff like yeah. that. So my made the idea of just a like capacity WrestleMania crowd of thirty two people. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's two of them in the corner over there. There's a few more over that way. Oh look, there's Dan Mather. <laughs> yes, Babatunde. <laughs> Aaliyah, why is she here? God damn it, yes, Aaliyah. <laughs> Somebody actually has made the point for the WrestleMania for the WrestleMania performance center crowd. She does have Asuka as one crowd member, yeah. <laughs> just doing random dances in the background. <laughs> like you've got Drew and Brooke, uh, Brooke? Drew, <laughs> Drew and Brock just like hamming it up and just 
like pacing the living shit out of each other and mm-hmm. Asuka's just doing like weird Fortnite dances in the background. <laughs> and just screaming in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> no. I feel for that. What are the call it subtitles on the bottom? Screams in Asuka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly certain it's not fucking English and Japanese either. Like. It's just constant nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> like you can tell, like when she cuts promos and talks, like even Kyrie just stands there and she's just like, what, what are you on about? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I assume, oh, like, okay. I assume that Asuka's Japanese mm-hmm. is very much like, you know, like, did you watch Al Murray, the pub landlord? I'm familiar about the the old the the Geordie Wales song that he did. He says, "If you go out into Newcastle at a certain time of night, he says you will be privileged to hear the Geordie Wales song." I can see what's going. I've not heard of it. <laughs> that exactly that's that's Asuka in Japanese. That's fair, I can accept that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so AEW done that. They got a little bit of criticism, uh, mostly from WWE comps, Ryan Satan, like, um, like saying, like, AEW having people in crowds, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, Mel- then, I think Meltzer replied to him, like, saying, 75-year-old Vince McMahon was backstage at Raw, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then people just commented, like, saying, you think the coronavirus is going to fuck with Vince McMahon? Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that movie though was so laughed so much I snorted. Does like well, fair point. Vince would suplex the shit out of the coronavirus. He would fight it, like literally fight it. Oh yeah, he, he would challenge he would... it to a match at WrestleMania. Is there anyone he would? Vince fight? versus the coronavirus. What like? What would he do for that? Like obviously he done the Shawn Michaels match with God. It was like a big spotlight. Yeah. What would he do for the coronavirus? Just like. A test tube. A test tube. <laughs> Vince just trying to uh, selling to the test tube. Oh, don't Vince wouldn't sell, would he? Let's face it. Oh, God. We've digressed a bit, eh? Hey? Yes, we have. Well, that is final. Um, so, yeah. We're he... lightening the mood. <laughs> we are lightening We're the mood. We're doing all bit to take away from the thought of imminent death. doom. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, they had matches on AEW, apparently. They were ni- apparently, they were nice matches. <laughs> Um, there was a women's match even on there as well. Wow, lovely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Jr. said something inappropriate. He normally does. Yeah. Uh, why don't they just Why don't they just let Jerry Lawler go to fucking um, AEW and they can just like be fuck objectify women and say inappropriate things together? Apparently, uh, obviously, I don't know this because I don't watch AEW like beyond gifts mostly. But like, apparently, Jr.'s got a real obsession. You know, Rio. Yeah. Apparently she's got an obsession with Rio's the fact she's Japanese and how much she weighs. Okay. Apparently, if I just if I just keep bringing it up and everyone's like, stop. Why? 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 Yes, she's small. Yes, she's Japanese. Move on, JR. We she weighs twenty two kilos. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the fourth time tonight, Jim. We're watching Kenny Omega versus Pac now. You can stop talking about Rio. <laughs> Good so, grief. Yeah, so that's... And uh, let's talk about the main event segment of AEW. So oh, main, yeah. the main event was the Inner Circle against the Elite um, to decide who would get supremacy in the Blood and Guts match that's coming up at some point. 
Um, Possibly never, because, like, I mean, we can't breathe on each other, or are we going to be able to bleed? <laughs> well, AEW have actually said that, um, they've actually said next on next time on AEW, as opposed to next week on AEW. Oh, so apparently it's been generally believed that AEW is spending production whilst Which it's all going on. Which is probably what WWE should do, really. More than likely, WWE actually might have if WrestleMania wasn't coming up, you know. Yeah. But they're just kind of just like, well, fuck it, it's WrestleMania season, we're doing let's this. Do, let's do WrestleMania and then stop. Yeah, I yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, but I think EW haven't announced anything, but I think they are stopping it. That's a good um, idea. So they're stopping it, which is good. Um, anyway, the Inner Circle won against the Elite. Um, and then like so they've got the advantage in the Blood and Guts match. One, I don't know what the advantage is, and two, I don't actually know what the Blood and Guts match is. It's war games. It's war games. Okay, yes. okay, that's fine. So, okay, so if they've got the advantage, that means... Right, I see. Yeah. Okay, I understand. The, the, the other team enters first. I understand. Okay. Yeah, that's it's fair. war games. Um, I believe I've told you this. Very <laughs> listening to you anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but um, anyway, so, like, uh, like they're all fine. They're, like, like the posture at the top of the ramp and... Look at me knowing things. <laughs> um, so yeah the inner circle posture on the top of the ramp the elite are like shouting things back them like girl I'll get you soon lads girl that's what they were shouting apparently um, it's that word for word verbatim yes correct yeah. I feel like, I believe it was Kenny Omega who said that yes um, yeah and then so like they're shouting at each other then all of a sudden Vanguard 1 flies in and just kind of sits in the ring and then um, and then my, um, I think it was I don't know, one of the young books are the fucking same. Um, <laughs> uh, like, uh, just like send the, uh, send the mic like, oh. Matt and or Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, oh, well, we've, called, we've called in a favour for one of our friends who who owed us. And then the camera just cuts up into the balcony as Matt Hardy was like posturing, just going, yes. <laughs> oh, so he's, he's back to proper broken shit. Oh, he's full broken. Good. Yeah. He's proper full broken. He's got a lovely red streak in his hair. Yeah, I've seen that he's dyed it red instead of white, which is nice. Yeah, so he's got so he's very, very, very broken. Um, very signed to EW, like properly, properly signed. Good. And then he's like doing posturing and making delete signs at the inner circle. The inner circle are just like looking at him like, is that, is that, uh, it's Matt Hardy! Like, the fearful of Matt Hardy in 2020. Yeah. Like, fine. Um, what is he going to do? He just, he bites people, that, that's his thing. Yeah, still in Shayna's gimmick. Tisk. <laughs> uh, well. I know, I know. Jack the Jobber. Come on, let's not forget Jack the Jobber. <laughs> yeah. Jack the Jobber has felt, felt the biting wrath The of, force. Yeah, of, of broken Matt Hardy. So... I mean, Matt, let's just, uh, let's just talk about Matt for a second. He's obviously left WWE on very good terms. Nice. I kind of thought he might do a swerve and maybe stick with NXT, maybe. But he's probably just went to the best place he could probably go. Yeah. Um, He will have full creative freedom. Yeah. He, so much, so much might, which might be interesting to see is he won't have the people he normally works with for the broken stuff. Yeah. Obviously, Borash is with WWE. Yeah. Uh, they signed somebody else from TNA who was very... Everyone, involved apparently, with. who we don't know the name of. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so it'll be interesting to see how he actually does without his people. And I think the, the main reason behind them signing for WWE was... To do that To stuff. do the whole walking thing, mm-hmm. and then that just disappeared. It just dropped, yeah. Uh, we got the, the deleters of Worlds for a while, which was just like, oh, let's just give them both something to do. 
I mean, like, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt could actually have legitimately been interesting if he actually played it up in, like, the Walken universe and things like that. Like, if he, if he went all in with Matt and Bray, it actually could have been good, but they just dropped it, like, very quickly and very suddenly, I think. Obviously, Bray, was Bray hurt, or and was Matt hurt? I think one, I think one, if not both of them, were hurt. I think it was uh, Matt, because didn't he disappear for a while? Yeah, but then Bray disappeared for a while as well, because yeah. he, he obviously went away to become the Fiend. That was right, yeah. So, I'm sure Matt was hurt and didn't work, mm-hmm. and then he disappeared, and then didn't he come back at WrestleMania? That helped... Bray win the Andre? No, no, Bray helped Matt. Oh, right. Matt won the Andre. Oh, right, so, other way around, and then... And then the other one went away, and then... Then Bray went away again. Yeah, it's pretty much, it was It was quite a weird timeline for all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, it was shit, is what it was. Yeah, and it was, and it could, it could have been something as well, which is the biggest shame about it, like, it could have been something. Um, Kind of like Matt Hardy's entire return run, like, it could have been something, but it kind of wasn't. It was just like a... I know nostalgia's a big thing, but, like... Beyond the nostalgia, it had nothing fresh. Yeah, like... Uh, like I don't know if Matt knows this. He probably does deep down, but, like, he can't really go on the ring anymore. No, no. He hasn't for many years, but, like, that's not hit the point of Matt Hardy. Yeah. Like, the point of him is, like, telling the story and things like that and doing stuff out of the ring. I think there are very few highlights of, like, that whole new run that... Matt had obviously the, the the main highlight that everybody's gonna have is like the is where they sort of peaked was that initial return. Yeah. Um and then there was um the whole initial breaking of Matt Hardy, like mm-hmm. the whole original um vignette that he did, that was really fun. And yeah. his theme music was a banger, like that mm-hmm. literally about it. <laughs> I mean, like I said, they've done the Hardy compound match, which like in all fairness, I actually, I actually didn't mind the Hardy Combat match. I, I get that one mixed up with um, the House of Horrors match. Yeah, so the Hardy Combat match was um, was obviously where... The Mower of Lawn! Yeah, and he got and Bray got thrown in the Lake of Reincarnation briefly and then disappeared. Yeah. And then came back completely normal. I was disappointed he didn't come out as Susuke Harris. Yeah, no, like, exactly. There were so many chances for, like, little things to be put on top, and then he just didn't it do could, it. What if he, like, came out as The Fiend, and everybody was like, whoa, what's that? And then, like, months later down the line, Then you the get fiend. The Fiend. Oh, that would have been, like, absolutely beautiful. I do like that, uh, if you look back at, like, Matt's promos from, like... Um, 2014 and stuff, and, like, that when he was doing the initial vignettes in NXT... He talks about a man with a white face and yellow eyes, mm-hmm. um, who he hides from, and he just keeps refer- referring to it as he, yeah, yeah, uh, or it, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's the fiend, yeah, yeah like yeah. he's been talking about the fiend for, for like this long, fucking seven years, like, mm-hmm. uh, nuts. A uh, little bit of a convo shifter, but kind of not, not a convo shifter. Um, someone I forgot to mention from SmackDown last week: Cena and Bray's exchange. Oh yeah, it well, just, it Cena did the whole future thing, didn't he? Yeah, and he says like um like who like Riddle like Rhea and Velveteen and people like that for the future. Yeah, Bray's not. He's had like countless chances and things like that. Yeah, and he's messed every one of them up. Yeah, and obviously Bray was just like sat, uh, Bray actually walked down to ringside and sat like stood in the audience and just like started like clapping the audience. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, like he like was like behind the barricade. He started like, start clapping. Then he came up the ring and had a obviously a verbal exchange with Cena and things yeah. like that. And it was a really really good segment. And like I say, Cena like what, was it Funhouse style, bro? Yes. Yeah. Um and so yeah and Cena like Cena just like did a really good 
promo and to be fair probably is a truthful one like where Bray's like had lots of chances yeah, and yeah. he's like not delivered like like seeing it like, he was like the most like mysterious and talked about thing for like ever yeah and then he actually keeps getting these chances and stuffs them up yeah essentially I mean, I read about it and I agree like Bray has had I mean it's not all Bray's fault not at all um, but um yeah, I, I agree, and but I I believe there was one name that he didn't mention that I think was missing. Mm-hmm. That I think is pretty much the you're gonna like this undisputed future mm. of WWE is is Adam Cole. Baby. Yeah, um, who didn't really get a mention? Um, maybe that's he. He was probably just saying the first names that came to his head. To be fair, like yeah. so, and I'm, I'm I think maybe there's a bit of reason to that later, but. Um, I think Adam Cole is, is sort of the guy, I think, for the next mm. few years. Uh, that was one of my 2020 predictions, but, I mean, most of my 2020 predictions should probably just be thrown out and discarded <laughs> now because... Binned. Fuck off, like, mm. yeah, the world's... The world is a shit show. <laughs> yeah, but um, the wrestling is probably more interesting than ever in a different kind of way this time. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are they going to do next? Like, and... I think... My 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 ten minutes on that is, um, I think personally, once WrestleMania is done with, uh, just put it on hold. Just say right, WWE programming as a whole is on hold until, um, we're allowed to to do what we do best. To be honest, I think yeah. it'll just be best if they just went, yeah, okay, we we're not doing anything because. What's the point, really? There's yeah, only, exactly. There's only so much they can do, um, and it's it it it's a big shame. Um, but I mean, the, people are people are a lot worse affected than WWE, and um, there are bigger things to worry about than our weekly wrestling show. Exactly, and I mean the summer months are always lame anyway. Let's face up of WWE. Yeah. yeah. Um, they may have been better. They may technically be better, I guess. Now, like yeah. if they got more time to work with it and things like that. But yeah, just cancel it off until it's done, and yeah, we'll like we'll see you in like three months' time or whatever it is. Yeah. Like just like it, close it down. Let everyone have a rest. It would be God yeah, forbid, and know? it would be nice if they just went like and just sacked everything off. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. And just bring everybody back fresh. Like, just take a whole new approach when you come back. Yeah. Like, uh, a, like yeah. The, post, like, the post-corona era. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, why not? It's a good chance. It is a good chance for a reset. Yeah. Like you say, do Mania. Essentially, do your reset there. Make who you want to be champion, champion. Yeah. And, yeah. Essentially, you just go, okay, that's done. On we go. This, uh, this is, the, this is the, the next, this is the next day of our life type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. give everybody a rest let everybody heal up and then basically starting from scratch yeah um, one last little bit to end as well um, it seems that um, the next people to jump well the next disgruntled people to jump from WWE to AEW will be the Revival yeah. which has been coming for a long time uh, apparently the Revival being taken off the, taken off the road not getting paid anything like that um, I know it's not going to be a big loss to us or WWE in the long run um, but there is a lot of people essentially escaping WWE jail, I guess you could say at the moment. Yeah. I say Harper, Moxley, I guess you could say, obviously Neville as well. Like when he left, and now the revival going to be next, and I mean probably Rusev as well. Probably in the yeah. end, Rusev will go. 
Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see lots of people actually finally leaving WWE to let's see. Okay, it's nice to have somewhere else to go. Yeah, essentially, like people aren't just like slogging it out and just like you know, like they aren't just slumming it. They're like, all right, okay, I can get I can get better here, so I'm gonna try and go here and try and make it work here. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah, and if that's what they want to do, then absolutely fine. I. I think the revival won't be as big as what they think they'll be in AEW, because um, I think the revival have a very high opinion of themselves. Yeah. Which is fine, confidence, absolutely fine. But I don't, I don't, I think they'll have the elusive match with the books at a pay per view, and then they'll be like just kind of like, settle in almost, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's just interesting to see like a lot of people leaving jail, as a lot of people are calling it. Yeah. To to go to the the new promised land. Let's and say. with any luck. Losing people like that, um, and I, you know what? I I really do hope the revival go on and do bits in mm-hmm. AEW. Like I hope they do really, really, really well, so that it maybe kicks WWE into gear and being like, okay, we've got all these amazing talents. We can't keep just quashing them in mm-hmm. favor of fucking Brock and Goldberg. Um, like we've got all of these big names because like if they lost somebody like a Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. um. Like, who had massive indie cred coming in, or a Finn Balor, or a Daniel Bryan, yeah. who had massive indie cred coming in, would have even bigger indie cred going out. Because, like, John Moxley was one thing, like, he, he, he had some indie cred, but he didn't have the indie cred that, like, Kevin Steen and yeah. Tyler Black and that have. Um, he was, you know, he's fucking CZW. Like, yeah, does, yeah, does yeah. anybody care? That's <laughs> like saying your indie cred comes from fucking ICW. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so, like, it, it, it created, like, a, a situation for him in that, like, Moxley obviously started to transcend WWE once he got to AEW. Um, and he became something more than just the ex-WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... It's going to take more of that to to get WWE's arse into gear as far as booking their talent properly goes. So you're saying they need to lose a big one probably to yeah. get them going? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I don't think the revival of that. I don't think Rusev's that either. No. Um, but I think, you know, you keep sleeping on people like Cesaro. Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, like as happy as Ricochet legitimately is to be there, he's only so much he can probably yeah. put up with. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, you keep sleeping on people like Cesaro, and you keep pe- sleeping on people like Ricochet. Uh, as soon as sooner or later they're gonna come back and bite you on the ass. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and that's us running up on time this week. Yeah, we've um, gone we've gone longer than I thought we would. That's an hour over nice. an hour. Um, in terms of future shows and things like that, I'm not I'm not gonna commit to anything. Yeah, it's um, played by ear at the moment. Yeah, um, be totally honest, probably won't do one next week purely just because of lack of content. Yeah. Because um, now much is really going to happen. Yeah. So, probably. So, probably not one next week. Might be the one week after. And the world will probably be over in two weeks' time. So, this will probably <laughs> be the last time you ever hear us. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll keep you updated via uh, Facebook, Twitter, and not Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but. Uh, you can catch up on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Shoots and Ladders Wrestling on Twitter at Ladder Shoots. Oh, you want? 
This is your thing. Not on Instagram. God, I thought you'd already took me spot. Even the coronavirus God. wouldn't convince us to get Instagram. <laughs> oh, man, you even have a better lead than me. That's it. Never doing a podcast again. <laughs> all that's left for us to say is shalom. Do you all.